I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life Changing Wellness, episode number 72. Today, we talk to an upcoming country star who can sing, dance, and act, and run a triathlon. So get ready for a life-changing episode that will leave you inspired. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, welcome everyone to Life-Changing Wellness. And before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me. And I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Aaron Cosgrove, an aspiring actor and singer and is considered a quadruple threat. She can sing, dance, and act, and she can still do an Olympic distant triathlon. Her first single, Tennessee Lie, has just been released and is available on iTunes. And if you search Aaron Cosgrove on Google, you'll find her in TV shows such as Parenthood, Good Girls Revolt, and the reality show called Summer Camp, which appeared on the USA Network. She's written music for major television shows and makes trips to Nashville on a regular basis to work on her album and co-writes with upcoming artists. But she is a fitness enthusiast, which helps her keep up with her very busy schedule. So let's talk health and fitness and music with country star Erin Cosgrove. Welcome, Erin. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I want to know something. Um, You know, I know that uh, you really go I know you your your home state is Florida but you live in LA and uh you've been to Nashville a, a ton of times um how do you literally stay strong in Hollywood and ignoring body shaming <laughs> that one's tough uh I think it's probably because I go home a lot to my roots in Florida and I uh I'm around all my true blue friends who are just like oh you look great <laughs> <laughs> but I also work my butt off too. I I I've been doing triathlon since I was seven, so I think it's kind of in my family blood. <laughs> We're a little nuts. So is everybody in your family uh, into fitness? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, my sister almost went pro, and my dad's done the Kona Ironman twenty-one times. So, yeah, wow. I would say. <laughs> wait, wait! Your dad has done the Ironman twenty-one times. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Now, have you ever done the Ironman? No, I haven't. Um, it's definitely on my bucket list of things to do. Um, I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do, you know, Kona, the the big one in Hawaii, because that's like, yeah. you know, where I was raised, essentially. We, you know, we used to go out there every year and watch him. So at the end of the day, you know, that, that's on my to-do list uh, before I die. <laughs> so I plan on doing at least one or two. Wow. I can't believe that someone at seven years old could actually do a triathlon. I mean, is there is there like a kid's version? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, wow. There's a, a race that I do every year on my birthday that um, it, it, it was funny, too, because it would always flip flop before they did the whole USAT standard for their ages. Some years I would be, you know, nine for two years in a row and other years I'd be like 10 and then 12. So it was like a little mini triathlon before the big one um, every April around like April, like 29th, 30th. So it was I think it was. I want to say like a half mile run and maybe like a, like a five mile bike and then like a 200 yard swim. <laughs> oh, well, that's still a lot for a, 
for for a kid, you know. But uh, you know, yeah, and, um, I guess. <laughs> well, I think a lot more kids need to be uh, training for things like that. I know we have a a childhood obesity problem in this country, and uh, I think more kids need to be inspired to to get outside and get off the uh, computer games for a bit and uh, Im- improve their overall health. But let me ask you this: How do you balance your training schedule with your singing career because i know that other artists i mean they're they're living on a tour bus and going from city to city sometimes it's just you know once you're finished with a gig you're back on the bus you travel all night and sometimes you don't know where you're at so how do you keep that in balance it's tough i mean you really have to make it a priority and you really have to make it a lifestyle choice um it's, I mean, there's days where you're, you know, working all day and, you know, singing and your your body is just so tired, but you literally just have to force yourself to go to the gym or, you know, do something that's anaerobic or, you know, maybe not necessarily, um, you know, look at your fasting, fasting schedule for your eating and maybe not, you know, have that extra snack at midnight, even though you really want it. So it's, there's a lot of discipline for sure, but I think at the end of the day, like, you know, you feel better, you know, it, it, it makes a huge difference. So it's, it's just about keeping, keeping yourself in check, I think. Well, do you, do you practice the, uh, the intermittent fasting that so many people are uh, doing now? I, I think I do uh, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think um, I fall into that I category. I don't actually mean to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think, I've been doing it my whole life and not really realizing it. So it's, like I said, just kind of become more of like a lifestyle that I've just adapted over the years. Um, I know like for me, especially like I'll have my coffee in the morning and then I probably won't eat something for like three or four hours just because my body's like, well, I'm not really hungry. So we're just going to keep going. And then when I am hungry at lunchtime or if I want like a late breakfast, I'll eat something and then, you know, I'll stop eating by you know, eight or nine o'clock and then do the whole thing over again. So I think that helps a lot um, when you're traveling because you really can't be eating all those calories because it just goes, you know, right to your hips. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think, um, you know, a lot of people and sometimes we try to preach this on my other shows is that you need to only eat when your stomach tells you to, not your brain, because the brain will lie to us and then we end up with extra weight that we're trying to figure out where it came from. So now, um, do, do you, do you run every day? I don't. And actually I'm going to tell you a secret. I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with um, you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the whole try aspect of it, it should just be due to be honest. It should just be the swimming and the biking, <laughs> but you know, unfortunately there's that nasty little 5k or 10k at the end of that. So you just kind of have to deal with it, but Honestly, running is really what keeps your figure, in my opinion, where it needs to be because you can swim all day long and you can bike all day long, but really you're not getting lean until you're doing some kind of like cardio movement that's, you know, upright and, and really work in those, uh, I guess if you want to call them love handles. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so I mean... As much as I hate to run, I do it because it also keeps, you know, a nice figure, I guess you would say. Well, you know, I've, I've never liked running. I don't have the knees for it, but I've cycled for years. But, um, you know, when it comes to burning calorie, running to me burns more calorie than cycling does because, you know, you could probably burn as much calorie running two or three miles than you can cycling 10. 
And, uh, of course it all exactly. depends on what gear you're, you're using, but, uh, but yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of running. Uh, I've lived on treadmills before, <laughs> so, uh, and I don't mind the, uh, the high end stationary bikes, almost like a, like a spin cycle kind of thing. That'll, that'll scare most people to death if they ever try it one time. But, uh, <laughs> It works. I love it. It works. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely burn a thousand calories in a good hour. So, uh, that'll, that'll get your metabolism oh, yeah, going. For sure. Now, when it comes to your fitness, uh, you know, let's say if it's running, if it's cycling or even swimming, do music lyrics ever come to mind? Sometimes when I'm in the pool, um, mainly because I can't listen to any kind of other music. So my brain's kind of in more of a state of, I'm not really sure what you well, call creativity. it. Because you know how you, when you get into a pool, yeah, you get into like a rhythm. Um, honestly, I think a lot of my lyrics actually come from when I'm sleeping, which is super weird. <laughs> well, I, I've heard. But there uh, are times. There well, are yeah. Times it works in the pool as well. You know, I've heard songwriters will have a tape recorder, a pad, and a pen right on the nightstand due to the fact that they may wake up in the middle of the night with either a, a tune in their head or words, and they know that if they do not write it down or record it right then and there, they will lose it by morning. So I've heard of that a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's gone. You know, so now let me ask you this, because uh, for all you listeners out there, my voice is a little bit on the raspy side. I've been uh, over trying to overcome a bit of a sore throat and talking for many hours between doing this show, the radio show, and the TV show. So... It's a little on the tired side, so please forgive me for that. But I want to ask you, Aaron, to see if if, if you have a remedy. That uh, is there anything that you eat, anything specific that you do to help aid and in, improve and keep your voice healthy? Hmm, that one's tough because I love food, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I eat whatever. I I I, I don't know. Um, Gosh, you know, tea always has really worked for me. That throat coat. Um, it's like the Oh, I've heard that's right. Yes, I remember yeah. throat coat. I've had a lot of singers tell me that they'll eat like a bag of oily or greasy potato chips to lubricate the vocal cords. I actually yeah. did a whole tablespoon of coconut oil before I came on yep. uh, for this program with you to, to just to kind of soften things and keep me going forward so uh and i've had remedies between people have offered you can do whiskey lemon and honey that may work so yep that one's real good you know but uh you know what is what do you have what do you have i mean i know that uh you have a very long resume how did you get into singing and acting oh boy this story's long i'll make it short (laughs) (laughs) um it it really started um, from what I understand, when I was like a very young child, my mom said I used to, you know, run around the house or run around the backyard and just, just sing, just make things up in my head and just sing them. Um, and then she, she got me like something, I don't know what she got me, some kind of little tape recorder to record it. And then I just started recording like little songs and writing music when I was a child. And then I kind of grew out of it because I went through the teenage years. Um, and then that, and when I was in high school, I was in a national show choir. And that really sparked my interest. Um, and I, I, you know, from there I was like, wow, this is, this is really like what I'm meant to do and really what I want to do with the rest of my life. So whether it be on stage or whether it be in front of a camera, any kind of creative outlet for 
entertainment or or music. Um, that was kind of my life goal. And then I, I studied music in college. Um, I have a bachelor's in music from University of South Florida. And right after graduation, I moved to L.A. because I had a bunch of friends from high school who were directors and producers. And they're like, why don't you move? And I was like, sounds like a plan. <laughs> so how did you so end up I, on... I moved out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you end up on Say Parenthood? How did you end up on the TV shows such as Parenthood and uh, Good Girls Revolt and, and that reality show called Summer Camp? Was it just uh, auditions so, um, or? Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I moved, I got an agent um, and a manager and he sent, uh, sent me out on auditions and I just wrote a little jingle for it and they liked it. Uh, <laughs> so they ended up buying, uh, NBC Universal ended up buying the copyright for it and, and they wanted us to... Uh, to do the little skit on, on the show. So we did that. And then from there, you know, he got me other auditions and I just auditioned for roles and, and I still do it. I mean, I still audition for stuff all, all the time. And, uh, it's just, it's a, it's, I call it a numbers game, really. It's how many auditions you can go to and, you know, how many you'll actually book. Cause the more you go out, the more likely you are to book something. So yeah, well, it's, it's yeah, all about it, the right place at the right time, in my opinion. Oh, no, I completely agree with that. Uh, I mean, in the media business, I know exactly how it, it goes between favor and connections um, or vice versa. Yep, and that's, that's what it takes. You got to keep knocking that. You got to keep knocking that door down. Well, well tell us about your um, is it a new album or did you just uh, put a single out? I know Tennessee Lie. So I'm trying to push the envelope a little bit with just some of the newer age, um, I guess, trends. Yeah. I'm not doing an album. Uh, I'm actually doing singles and EPs because yes. if you think about it, there really aren't any albums anymore. <laughs> no, no, there's not. There, there's They're not. All, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's all digital. It's all digital. It's all on you know, downloads and even downloads are, are all going away. It's all streaming. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'll, I'll probably put out some, some records because people want to hold something in their hands. Um, so what we're doing right now is we're doing singles. And I'm working with a, a Grammy Award-winning producer out in L.A. Um, he produced like Colby Calais and One Republic. And he produced my new single, Tennessee Lie, which just released in September. Um and then our music video for that's going to come out in in February. So he's done that one, and then we have one more in the queue, and that one will come out for next summer. And then right now we're working on writing and doing some other stuff. So it's been it's been awesome. Um, I'm not not upset at all. <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing that uh, you know I remember when we would go to the record store, you would buy the vinyl, or you would buy the cassette, or possibly the CD, but. Uh, you would take it home and you would play it immediately and you would listen to every song from the from the song that got released to all of the filler uh, songs and the B-sides and things of that sort. And nowadays, you know, you know, the trend, like you said, is completely reversed. And what's funny is to me, it was the hip hop genre that created the releasing of singles. It's like, oh, we're dropping a single at midnight kind of thing. And you're right. Uh, you know, <laughs> EPs are anywhere from a three-song EP to a five-song EP because once all the music ended up going digital and, you know, we have things like Spotify and Pandora and things of that sort that, 
you know, people were buying songs and no longer downloading the full albums, and it's completely changed the whole industry. I mean, I was reading an article from about uh, Garth Brooks had actually made a comment that, uh, you know, nobody's buying albums. Nobody's uh, taking them home and having listening parties anymore. And, you know, there's the nope. big money is in touring. So now, didn't you recently just come off of a tour? Yeah, uh, we did a small pop-up tour um, in Florida um, back in the spring. Uh, we did 12 shows in four weeks. So it wasn't wasn't too stressful but it was it was good um we played at like the hard rock we opened for um a Rays baseball game so we played with the tampa bay rays um and then we played we played a really fun little festival show actually for the 35th uh, anniversary for that triathlon i was telling you about so it was really funny because the race director's like oh i know that name because i've actually been singing the national anthem for that race since i was about i want i gosh it was either 12 or 16 but um I've been singing for that race for a long time. So she's like, oh, I know who that is. She's, she sings the National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, all publicity is great publicity. So uh, that works. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, know, it, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, with all of the, the major league, uh, it doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, or basketball, or hockey. Uh, you know, for any of you listening out there, if you're trying to figure out how these people get on to sing the National Anthem, you literally go to the, the team website and you submit your audition tape and, and give them a great little bio. Yep. And if you're local, hey, you know, you got a good shot of getting called up to sing the national anthem. And, uh, you know, unless it's a Super Bowl or the, or the, or the World Series and someone's famous getting called <laughs> up. But, you know, on the local level, to me, I think it is the the coolest thing ever, you know, because... You know, as you know, you've seen there's a wide range of of people who are called up to sing the national anthem, and I just think it's really, really cool. And uh, and then some of them kind of put now put their own spin on it. Now, let me ask you: Do you sing the national anthem normally, or do you kind of put the Aaron Cosgrove uh, uh, spirit on there? <laughs> I've um, dabbled with that a lot, um, and it's changed over the years for sure. Because when I started singing it, I think I was 11 or 12, um, and I was sing singing for like the, the Dunedin Blue Jays, which is like the minor league team in my hometown. <laughs> so, you know, when I started, it was very like standard, and, and I had to work on the timing with the, you know, the reverb and the repercussion of the, the sound waves, you know, bouncing off the stadium walls. And then, oh, you know, as I kind of grew into it, I, I threw a twang on it and then you know I've kind of actually reverted more back to the original because I've realized that you know when you're singing a national anthem or you're hearing someone sing the national anthem you want to be able to sing along with that person so I've kind of made it more like sing-along friendly I guess you could say <laughs> I, oh I love that that's that's perfect I mean you know we can't sing along with Whitney Houston we're definitely gonna not gonna sing no. along with Rose, Roseanne Barr's version but um you know it's you know, there are some people that put such a, an unusual spin on it. And you're like, I can't keep up or you just don't yeah, sing along. Exactly. So I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. So uh, that is really, really cool. So what is coming up for Aaron Cosgrove for 2019? So 19, we have the video released in February, which was also shot by a couple of my really good friends who have actually run, won some Emmys. So it, it was very nice to have them <laughs> uh, take their time out of their day and come uh, direct and produce my video. 
and that's uh, Tennessee Lies. So that one will come out in February. And then we're going to be shooting um, the next music video for the single that's going to be coming out in the summer called Ride That Bull. Um, that one's a really fun party song. Um, it's about a girl kind of taunting a guy, you know, when she walks into a bar, like, hey, you know, you think you're cool. Like, all right, let me see you get on the bull. Like, you think, you know, you want to you want to play games. Like, if you can ride that bull, like, you know, I can give you my number kind of thing. So it's it's a really fun, like, girl song. Um, and that one will be released in the summer of 2019. And we'll also be shooting the, the music video for that uh, this spring, which is super exciting. And I can't wait. Oh, that's great. It actually, the, you're... you're uh... Ride That Bull kind of reminds me of the Urban Cowboy movie. So uh, <clears throat> we're probably need, to, we're probably need to, get it, to get back to those type of those songs because they're always fun. Uh, Aaron, it has been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. It's been a lot of fun to to, to talk with you, to uh, learn about your fitness and know that uh, uh, you can definitely do a triathlon and at the same time sing, dance, and act. And much success to you in 2019. And uh, for everyone out there, head head over to Erin uh, Cosgrove's website and also download her single, Tennessee Lie. So ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. I thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show on Spotify. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness and you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.